0: Hi, this is Troy Lewis, lead pastor of Steamboat Christian Center, and this is Vision Moments, an inspirational videocast that provides vision, insights, and growth opportunities for you to stay resourced and connected to our vision to love God and to love people. Can't wait for you to hear today's episode. Hey, my name is Julie Lewis, and I'm the Associate Pastor here at Steamboat Christian Center, and I want to say welcome to Vision Moments, which is an inspirational video cast that provides vision, insights, and growth opportunities for you to stay resourced, connected with our staff and team, and engaged in our vision to love God and to love people. So as you may know, I play the piano. My sister and I both started piano lessons at a young age. And I had some great teachers along the way. And I studied all classical music, 100% classical music. And I went to college at Texas Christian University. And when I got to TCU, I was crazy privileged to be able to study under a man named John Owens. Now, this guy was a piano-playing genius. He had the most beautiful touch. And students would literally come from all over the world to study with John Owens. And so for me, it was a very unique opportunity that I did not deserve. way out of my league, but I have never learned more than I did in those four years. But John Owens loved Beethoven uh, piano sonatas. And I don't know if you know anything about Beethoven, but he he wrote 32 piano sonatas, each of them three to four movements. So each one on paper is about 25 to 35 pages. And I played a few of them and I would say I played, played really only one of them, meaning I uh, perfected it, I memorized it, and I performed it. It took me literally forever. But John Owens would do a series of concerts once a year and he would play all 32 Beethoven sonatas by memory flawlessly and it took him three nights to do all of them and that's about 10 hours of playing. And so needless to say, I learned so much from this guy. And I, as I look back on my time with John Owens, it's funny. There's one thing that I remember him saying to me that sticks out so much, and I still remember it to this day, and I think about it all the time. One day I'm sitting in a lesson, and I'm playing for him, and, um, and I get to a rest, meaning there's like silence for like eight beats. And I rush to it. I do like five or six beats instead of eight beats. And he says, hey, wait. He stops me abruptly, and he says, hey, you have to wait. Wait. You have to not rush through the rest. He said, Julie, you have to practice the rest. If you don't practice the rest, if you rush through them, what comes next won't have the same impact. And I was thinking about that recently. I was telling a friend about it, and I thought, how profound is that idea? Don't rush through the rest. You have to practice the rest. I think so often we don't practice the rest in our lives. We rush through times of rest, right? And I think in so many ways, it is killing us. It makes us so ineffective. And we don't practice rest. We turn into The Walking Dead, which is one of my favorite TV shows. We're like zombies just going through life, right? Trying to get through the day. There's no purpose. We're just on autopilot. And I think that's a super sad way to live. So here's my question for you today. Are you practicing the rest? That's a funny idea, right, that we have to practice resting. Why do we need to practice it? Well, obviously, because it's kind of hard. True rest is really hard. But you know what? God thinks rest is really important. Obviously, he created the earth. And on the seventh day, he did what? He rested. Jesus himself rested seven big times in his earthly ministry. And the word rest is in the Bible 275 times. So rest is a big deal to God. But we do have to practice it. I don't know about you, but 2020 has been crazy stressful and exhausting. I am so tired. I'm tired of COVID. I'm tired of the drama. I'm tired of politics. I'm tired of the stress. I'm tired of wondering what's going to happen next. And I think God would definitely say to each and every one of us today, right here, right now, hey, you got to practice the rest. And so what does rest really look like? For me, rest doesn't mean, you know, going home and hanging out and watching TV all day because I could do that all day long, and it still won't relieve my anxiety or my worry. One of my favorite authors is Brene Brown, and she calls that numbing, where we eat or drink or smoke or shop or work just to take the edge off. We watch every episode of Stranger Things or The Queen's Gambit in one day, which I recently just did, to uh, take the edge off. We deny the discomfort. We anesthetize the pain in our lives to find the quickest relief and that's not rest that is not rest at all that's numbing it's avoiding and what happens is that when we numb the bad in our lives we also numb the good so if my rest doesn't restore me it's not true rest the kind of rest that God really wants for my life I like that word restore because true rest, soul care kind of rest should lead to a restoration, right? Not just physically, but emotionally, mentally, and especially spiritually. My soul should be filled instead of emptied. And that kind of rest only comes from the creator of rest. So, today I'm going to read you some words from the Bible, and um, it's all about God's rest. And I just want to encourage you to stop and close your eyes and take these words in. If you're driving, don't close your eyes, but let's see if we can practice rest right here, right now. Isaiah says this God doesn't come or go, God lasts. He's the creator of all you can see or imagine. He doesn't get tired. He doesn't pause to catch his breath. He knows everything inside and out. He energizes those who get tired. He gives fresh strength to those who drop out. For even young people tire, stumble, and fall. But those who wait upon God get fresh strength. They spread their wings and soar like eagles. They run and they don't get tired. They walk and they don't lag behind. Jesus says in Matthew, Are you tired? Are you worn out? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep competing with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Wow, I don't know about you, but that took about 60 seconds. And man, just hearing those words has brought rest to my soul. I feel right now more full than I do empty. And it's funny, I think sometimes we think that rest is this long ordeal that I don't have time for or money for. But when when we rest the way God intended, it restores something in us that this world can't restore. It's a calmness. It's a peace. It's a sense of security. The little fear gremlins inside of me stop bouncing around. And you know what? That's God, and that's rest.